for the last, it's nearly been a month now, I've really had a bit of a word uh, echoing, a phrase echoing in my spirit. Uh, and I just feel like the Lord's speaking to to me personally, to us as a church, and really to the body of Christ in general. Um, and the phrase is, prepare the way of the Lord. I just keep hearing it over and over again. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. So I'm like, where is that scripture? It's in Luke 3, and it's also in Isaiah 40. Um, we're going to turn to the Isaiah 41 today. But Luke mentions it as well when he talks about John the Baptist uh, proclaiming the way for Jesus. Uh, and he mentions this scripture. And from verse 3, it says, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see, shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Praise God. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. It sounds so, rah. Amen. So let's take note. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare. What does that word mean? It means to make or get something or someone ready for something that will happen in the future. That's just from the dictionary, praise God. So it is nearly Christmas time, I'm sure, that because it's Christmas, you're all making preparations. There's things that you're doing so that you enjoy a Christmas day, yes? You're making plans with family or friends. You're texting Sarah or Laura saying, we're coming over. We're not being loners. No one be alone this Christmas, please. There are lots of places you can go. So please go to someone's house or come to mine. Don't be alone. Um, but yes, we, we are preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We're preparing to love our friends and our family, to have some quality time together, right? If you're going on holiday a bit later, you are preparing for that. You'll be taking time off work, you'll be packing your bag, you'll be sorting your animals out, right? Another um, definition says to expect that something will happen and be ready for it. To expect that something will, be happen, will happen and be ready for it. So 2023 is almost finished, but what are we expecting for God to do, not only just in the end of this year, but what is God wanting to do next year? And are we using this time to prepare so that we're ready? Because man, if the Lord, if the Lord starts to move, I want to be ready. 
I don't know about you, but I want to. I want to be like, yes, I'm. I'm here. I'm available. I've. I've prepared myself, my heart, my home. I remember a few years ago. Uh, it was probably actually it was a long time ago now. Gosh, 2017. The Lord spoke to me and He said, Naomi, get your house in order because revival's imminent. He's like, revival's imminent, get your house in order. And so it was a word for me personally, like sort myself out so that God can actually move and I'm available to, to be used by him. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I wanted to, to just drill down on these few verses of scripture because I feel like the Lord has a few things, a few keys for us to help us prepare if that makes sense. And we have this gift of time in this season where, you know, things slow down a bit and things look a bit different for a month or maybe two months, Nelly, um, especially in Darwin because lots of people are away for so long. Um, but you have the gift. So let's use it. Let's use it. Let's dig into the Lord and let's see it as a season of preparation for what's coming in 2024. All right. Verse 3. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. I love that it's like, in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord. It doesn't matter what season you're in. Well, you don't have to be in an awesome season. Hallelujah. Some people are like, praise God. If you're in a desert, what's the word of the Lord? Prepare the way of the Lord. If you're in an awesome season, if you're in a fruitful season, what's the word of the Lord? Prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. So if you're in a desert... If you're in a wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord because he's still got plans. He's still got purposes. He's much bigger than our little world and sometimes that's all we can see. But the big picture is like prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Oh. Sorry, I need to. Verse 4. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every valley shall be lifted up. I was pondering, what does that mean? How do we make the valleys? How do we lift up the valleys? What, what is that even talking about? And I feel like the Lord um, started to speak to me about um, our hearts and the wounds that can be in our hearts and the disappointments that we can carry and the things that weigh us down. And... I feel like the Lord is saying, I want you to deal with that stuff. I want you to take note of your heart. And I want you to deal with wounds, deal with disappointments, deal with the, the things that are weighing you down. So that those valleys, those, those wounds, don't, don't hinder you from receiving everything that I have to do in you and then through you. Does that make sense? The more that I walk with people, I, I'm, 
learning and observing that it's all connected, spirit, soul, and body. I mean, we know, we hear that. Spirit, soul, body. Why are you two laughing? You're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Spirit, soul, and body. It's all connected. And man, if your heart's not okay, it will probably manifest in your body. And it will affect how you receive from the Lord. It will affect you spiritually. Right? So we've got to learn to deal with the things in our hearts. Um, I had to do some research for an assignment this year. Um, it was just a pastoral care assignment, but I found myself reading a book about um, trauma and how to deal properly with trauma. Um, and I feel like uh, the church isn't that great. Christians in general aren't that great at dealing properly with heart wounds. And we want to be good Christian people. So we'll be soldier, you know, I soldier on, I fix my eyes on Jesus, you know. And I've been there, I've done that. But, but still the, you know, the wound, you can soldier on for a while. But if you don't deal with the wound in your heart, it'll come back to bite you at some point. You're going to be finding yourself in a bit of a mess. For me, it was... It was at a conference, room full of people. The Lord starts dealing with the, uh, with the, with the heart stuff that I'd just kept soldiering on. It was, it was ugly snot. It was ugly cry. It was, I was all over the floor. It was, an, it was a terrible mess. I was glad that the Lord was like dealt with it. But man, it was public. It was in front of everyone. It was ugly. So can I encourage you guys, deal with your heart stuff. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, <laughs> what I learned is that um, dealing with heart wounds is a bit like, you know how if you skin your knee, um, your body will automatically start to do things to heal that knee, Yes. There's like a process that happens. Like you fall over, you skin your knee, it's bleeding. Um, automatically, your blood vessels constrict so that you don't lose heaps of blood. And then your body send, sends platelets to the wound. Um, sorry, people are like, ew. <laughs> sends the, it sends platelets to the wound and, and it causes clots, right? And then once that happens, then the blood vessels, they get big again so that white blood cells can go and clean out the wound and then a scab starts to form, right? And then new skin forms underneath. So there's a process. Your body just goes through this process automatically to heal yourself. In the, in the same way, there's a bit of a process to healing our hearts when things happen because life happens. We live in a fallen world and we live with people who sometimes get things wrong. So I have a, a step one, two, three, four for you, just because that's how I like things. Um, to help you, uh, if, if you've got heart stuff that you need to deal with. Um, and, and this is a scaffold. That's what it is. It's a scaffold. And it's not like, it doesn't have to be done in order. And 
it's a scaffold. That's what I'm going to say. The Lord will uh, speak to you through this, I'm sure. Um, one step is, step one, share your story with a mature believer. Sometimes we need to process. It's good for us to process. The Lord has made us to need other people, right, and to do things in family and community. And sometimes um, saying things out loud helps you get your head in order and it, and it helps get what's in here out. And then it's not sitting here festering away, right, with our mature believer, not with every, every person that you see. This, you don't have to say it one million times. But I think sometimes we skip this because we're like, I can, do, I can deal with this myself and I'm going to be okay. And sometimes you are, but sometimes we actually need each other, right? Step two, share your pain with God. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, sometimes we're good at processing with other people, but then we're not good at actually processing this way. Sometimes our time with the Lord will just look like, um, oh, God, this awful thing happened and I forgive the person and I release them. Praise the Lord. Off we go. But there's, there's power in sitting with the Lord and pouring out your heart and telling him how you feel and actually having an exchange with the Lord where you, David, the whole, like the Psalms are full of David exchanging with the Lord, pouring out his heart, telling him what a hard time he's having, telling him all of the things that are going wrong, right? But then the Lord, there's an exchange. The Lord gives him a perspective. The Lord um, puts, his, puts his touch on his life and then he comes back up the other end and he's like, but I'm going to hope in God because he's, He's received something from the Lord in that time of processing. Does that make sense? That the Lord will meet you there. If you have heart wounds, the Lord will meet you when you sit with him and take the time to pour it out. And it doesn't have to be a one-time session. <laughs> keep going back. Keep going back. Keep keep. You know, he's a good, he's a good, good father. Keep going back until, until it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah? Let him father you. It's good. Um, forgive others. Forgiveness is huge, and I'm not going to preach on it today. But man, we've got to let it go. Let that stuff go. Process it with the Lord. Forgive others. Release them. And, and one thing that people often don't do is they don't forgive themselves. Often we're so hard on ourselves and we don't forgive ourselves. So there's, there's, we've got to do that too. So that's a bit of a scaffold that helps your heart to completely heal. And when our hearts are healed, those valleys, it's made, they, they get filled up. What do they get filled up with? The love of God, with the truth of God with the love of other people that are speaking wisdom and, and supporting you and encouraging you, right? It fills up those valleys. So your homework, go check your heart, right? Check your heart over the holidays. 
if you, if you need some healing, get it. Do it. <laughs> Amen? All right. Verse 4. And every mountain and hill be made low. What mountains need to be made low in your life? What could a mountain or hill represent? Here's a few. Pride. <laughs> Pride. God hates it. Pride. Get rid of it. Uh, he opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Unbelief. Sometimes unbelief is a huge mountain in our lives. Strongholds of sin. Sometimes we have sin issues that we need to we need to smash them. Idols. God hates those too. <laughs> uh, lofty thoughts and arguments that exalt themselves above the name of Jesus. Christians are good at having lofty thoughts sometimes. <laughs> so what do we do if we've got a mountain? I love 2 Corinthians 10. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. Everyone say divine power. To destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. There is nothing passive about that scripture. This is not a time to be passive. This is not a time to get your holiday. I'm just going to take a chill pill. Man, ramp it up in the spirit. Let your body have a rest. But man, your spirit, stir it up. Talk to the Lord. Be, be brutal with mountains in your life that need to move. Use the time while you have it to move them with the Lord's help. Destroy it. Pull the stuff down. Demolish it. If you need help, ask for it. We can help you. That's what we're here for. Sometimes some of this stuff has demonic roots and it just needs to be dealt with, right? So don't be shy. Just be like, I need help. I've got this mountain. I need someone to help me move it. Praise God. Let's move them. Still on verse 4. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places are plain. Uneven ground and rough places. What's that talking about? The things that came to my mind were distractions, confusion, double-mindedness, What's the remedy? What do we do about that? We look at Jesus. <laughs> we look at Jesus. We spend time in his presence. When your gaze is on anything other than Jesus, your life will be rough. 
It'll be bumpy. You'll be blown about by circumstances and by every wind of doctrine. Man, the world's shaking. If you haven't noticed, things are shaking. If if your gaze is not on him, if you're not spending time with him, you will be blown around. You'll be sucked into all of the all of the rabbit holes that you can go down. Yeah. I don't think the shaking's going to stop in 2024. I think it's just going to get worse. So buckle up. Matthew <laughs> I'm like, oh. Matthew 7. Oh, can we just go there? Is it Matthew 7? Just to encourage us. Matthew 7:24. Everyone who this is Jesus speaking. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What are we building our house on? The rock. Praise God. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was that fall. Um, It's just so important that we are intentional about building our life on Jesus, that we fix our gaze on Jesus, that we spend time in his presence, that we become obsessed with knowing him. That is the only thing that will keep us in this season. It will, the only thing that will keep you sane while the world's shaking, it's the only way you're going to have peace Look, Hebrews, what is it? Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Run the race that is set before you with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. You know, we, oh, single eye. We need a single eye in this season. Use, man, use the time wisely. Use this season wisely to get your eye single on him. What has your attention? What has your gaze? Make sure it's him. You know, the cry of my heart for me and for you and for anyone who calls themselves a Christian is that we would be so good at spending time with the Lord that our eyes would be single and on him so that we would be a level, smooth um, landing strip for the Holy Spirit. So in summary, deal with your heart wounds. Please do it. It's good for you. Remove the mountains in your life. Be ruthless. Remove them. 
Fix your eyes on Jesus. And why should we care about all of this? My goodness, why should we care? Why should we take the time to prepare? Verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Man, the Lord wants to pour out his glory on the earth. And the only way it's going to happen is through is through us, through believers. It's the only way. And so the Lord's like, guys, prepare the way. Prepare the way. Jesus can't come back yet. The church isn't ready. The church is not ready. There will be a day when the church is ready. And then the spirit and the bride will say, come, Lord Jesus. And we will be like, yes, here I come. You're ready. <laughs> We're not quite ready yet. Let's get ready. Let's wrap this thing up. Wouldn't it be cool in our lifetime to see the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the waters cover the sea? Wouldn't it be awesome? We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be fearful about what's coming. We don't have to be fearful about the darkness. Why? Because Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen on you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen in you. Man, praise God. I want some of that. I want the glory of the Lord. While the world's like being like, ah, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm prepared for the glory of the Lord. Here I am. Is there a photo? Is there a photo, Kevin? Yes. This is what we need. Like, put this in your mind. It's a runway. This is what we need to be. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing with our life. We're making it straight. We're lighting it up. We're getting rid of everything that, that is in the way, all of the hindrances, the mountains, the valleys. We're making it straight. And we're even going to be like the, the little man with the, with the paddles that are like, come here, like this way, you know. Right? That's, that's what I want us to be like. Here I am, Holy Spirit. I've made a way. Fill me with your glory, Lord. Land on me. I'm empty. I've emptied myself of everything. I just want you. That's what I'm going to be doing this Christmas. I'm going to be going into my room, closing that door. I'm going to be like preparing my heart. I'm going to be seeking him until I find him. I'm going to be fasting and praying. Man, because I know he's got plans. He's got plans for his church. He's got plans for Darwin. He's got plans for the Northern Territory. He's got plans. 
got plans for Australia. And I want to be part of it. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So as a company of people, man, let's prepare the way, hey? Let's prepare the way for the Lord. Let's host him. Let's host his presence. Let's not clock off from seeking him in this time. I know routine goes out the window and it can be harder than normal to seek him. But man, hunger and thirst for the Lord. Can I encourage you? Hunger and thirst for him. Make time, schedule it if you have to. Man, let those sow in the spirit. There's a reason I was preaching that. That's what we do now. That's preparation. Sow in the spirit. This is time. This is the time for all of those spiritual disciplines to come out when you don't have all of the things that are normally on. You've got time. Hallelujah. Let's pray, hey? Let's stand up. <laughs> Let's stand up. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. God, we just say yes. We say yes. Father, we just pray that every valley would be lifted up, that every heart would be healed. I pray that every mountain will be made low. God, help us to be ruthless about that. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us. We need you, Holy Ghost. We need your help. So help us. I pray even now you'll bring to mind things that we need to deal with, things that we need to get out of the way, mountains that need to go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, you're our friend. You're a helper. You're so good at it. And I pray for all of us that we would have single eyes, that we would be single eyed for you, Jesus, that we would seek you and find you when we seek you with all of our heart. Help us, Jesus. Help us in this season to seek you and hunger and thirst for you like we never have before. I pray that it would be supernatural for us as a, as a church community that we would lean into you. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that we would be like that runway, that our lives would be made straight and that your glory would rest upon us. God, we want your glory. We want your presence. We want you. Thank you, Lord. While the world shakes, we're just going to... We're going to know you more and we're going to be filled with your glory. We're going to be filled with peace. We're going to be filled with wisdom. Thank you, Father. <laughs> and I just bless this company of people, Father. I bless them. I bless the week ahead. Go with them, Father. 
surround them with your angels, protect them from harm. I pray that you provide for all of their needs according to your riches and glory. I bless their awake time. I bless their sleep time. I bless them when they're at work and when they're having a, a rest, God. I bless their relationships. Thank you, Father. I bless their families. And most of all, God, I bless their walk with you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, Amen.